Hey everybody, this smooth intro means that it's time for yet another Movie Dummies podcast, except this one is a special edition, as we have Matt in studio with us! Woohoo! That's me. I'm Joe. That was Matt. I'm Shannon. Matt. Angela and AA Runner, out of this one, because they didn't come to Houston. You heard? That's right. So we're taking some special time to talk about a couple different things. Probably start with the thing uh, Shannon didn't watch. Because you're busy knitting or crocheting. (laughs) You're cro-knitting. She has a ball of yarn and it's taking all my uh, (laughs) willpower not to play with it. He is a cat person. So Matt, I, I made you and I forced you and I, I taped your eyeballs open and we sat down and we watched Mythic Quest. Yes. The show that I just a couple weeks ago said was good and I recommended people watch and you went, ooh. So while you were visiting, I made you watch it. What do you think? It's good. Um, it's humorous. It's... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not involved. Gripping? No. Heartfelt? Sure. And uh, I think it's like a kind of office-esque mm. in that you feel emotions you didn't think you were going to feel when you see some of the like the first episodes. <laughs> and it had to do that quick, right? It had to grab you in... Yeah. Yeah. Just a few episodes, right? Uh, what do you think about the the main cast of buffoons? Uh, it's great. I think they all have their strengths and their hilarious weaknesses, and I like how they blend together. Hmm. Um, it's weird because the one guy, uh, Ian, yeah, Ian is such a prick, <laughs> but. Like, you end up rooting for him anyway. Because he's right. Right. And it's kind of like, it was kind of like, that's kind of what happened with uh, The Office and Michael. Like, you you necessarily, you didn't necessarily, like, hate Michael, but you were like, he's so stupid. You wonder, how did he ever get that job, right? So, can you give me some background on the show? I've it's a show produced by Ubisoft, which is a gaming company. Which I didn't, for whatever reason, I didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't either. Until I was like, man, they're I was using a lot of you. Yeah, they're using a lot of Ubisoft game footage. Well, in the credits, it says Ubisoft. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how'd I miss if that? If you pay attention, you know. Shannon asked, what's it about? Like, do you have a synopsis? Uh, video game company office clarity ensues. Basically, they're making an MMORPG a la WoW. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty much a knockoff of World of Warcraft, right? Yeah, sort of. They use a lot of footage from different games, which is weird because, like, you know, some of the games they've got really good graphics with knights in shining armor and all that. Oop. And then they've got uh, footage of games that look like somebody made it with their phone and didn't put that much effort into it. 
like their actual game, right? Mythic Quest that everyone says the graphics are amazing. Yeah. Horse crap. Yeah. They have a lot of blood though. Yeah. I think um, they did that to add to the humor. Absolutely. There's definitely played for humor. How long is this mythical quest? Yeah. Is it TV series? Yeah, it's on Apple TV Plus. I think they're like half an hour long. Yeah. It didn't take long. Um, Apple TV Plus, uh, there was a special quarantine episode, which was extremely touching, like in a way that it really expounded on the character development they did throughout throughout the season, and it showed some growth for Ian as a person. Yeah, that lady's a really good actress, too. The when she League. started weeping, I was like, oh, God, yes, that's, I feel that. It, it was yeah, really, really, really <laughs> touching. <sighs> that's... Without spoiling it, that's pretty much all I could say. Is it worth a watch? Sure. What if you're not into video games? Do you think someone would just like this show? Yeah. You don't have to know video games. I mean, they did. Yeah. It might help you a little bit if you have a video game background because they say different terms that if you play video games, you're familiar with. They kind of explain everything that they that happens, though. Yeah, pretty much. And what do you think of? The they take an entire episode, set up something. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen that done before. I have not ever seen that done. I really liked it, but it made me really sad inside my spirit. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, they got two phenomenal actors. It was uh, Jake Johnson and Kristen Milioti. Yeah, that's how you say her name. She was the mother in How I Met Your Mother. To play these two people that went through an up-like scenario. They went through their whole life together. Mm. Video, Well, as as a video game company. Mm-hmm. The start and demise of it. Kind of one of those uh, tragic love stories, I guess. Super tragic, yeah. And how? And it's just meant to pay off at the very end... I mean, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. They no, take no. about Shh. five seconds to talk about something that the whole story kind of culminated in. Mm. Like, yeah, these people did this. But instead of like, uh, aw, I think it hits you like a hammer. Yeah. It hit me like a hammer. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. You know, his, he didn't listen to his partner and then the company went under and it's like, yeah, that's what happened, but it hurts more right. than that. Very brave of them to do that. I don't know if that's like... Because it's Charlie Day and it's Rob McElhenney. Is that how you say his name? McElhenney? McElhenney? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, they took the time to do that. I wonder if they did stuff like that on It's Always Sunny. It's Always Sunny. Neither have I. I imagine... I don't know. I give him props. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, Mythic Quest, definitely watch. Okay, sounds good. I'm ready to talk about... Something that you've watched? Something that I've watched. Well, since it is still kind of quarantine and there's no mask order where we are, um, we decided to pretty much just stay inside and not do any touristy things. I'm sorry, Matt, you flew all this way to watch TV with me. No, it's good. I didn't want a a suntan or anything or a sunburn, you know? Glad we stayed inside. (laughs) You got one of those anyways. Uh, (laughs) You gotta watch out. It's Texas. The sun will get you. Yeah. Yeah. Without you knowing it. (laughs) 
when it's 50 degrees out and, and overcast, you can still get a sunburn. <laughs> like we did. And we're all paying for it now. Yes. Um, we also watched Ted Lasso, which is yes. now my, it was my fourth run through the show. <laughs> Wait, did Shannon watch that? She's seen I've it, yes. seen it. Oh, okay. Yes. Enjoy it. I'm looking forward to well, what did Matt think? Oh, man, I really liked it. Um, it's weird that they <laughs> that they uh, ended the season where the team's basically the losers, you know? They, spoiler alert, um, they get... What's the, the convention for sure, right? I don't know soccer, but it, they got relegated, mm-hmm. which means they are no longer in the league they were playing in. Um, yeah. Which I guess is a big deal in England. Probably a big deal everywhere but America. Oh. Yeah, because we don't really do soccer. Um, <clears throat> what did you think of Sudeikis? He's awesome. Cookies. Yeah, I want to know what the recipe is for that. Because that lady... Babish just made them, if you want to know. They're like this famous shortbread recipe. That lady uh, ate them like she was on crack <laughs> Yeah. And how was it? Do you think it's divine purpose that he made the cookie for her? Or do you think he researched her and found out that this is like a local thing from where she grew up? Because she's obviously from Manchester. And I then, mean, I would, I would think that's what happened. He seems super dedicated to whatever he's working, whatever he's doing in his life, right? Because he even says when he's he, he dips his finger in the barbecue sauce, which is how he eats everything. Evidently, um, you ever just eat something and it transports you right back home? And she's like stares at the cookies. Uh, I wonder if that was on purpose on him. You need like, to con- stop. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Do they like confirm that's what she doesn't confirm what that she uh were that those cookies were part of like her childhood? Uh, not no, not that much. But they they basically said in that scene that yeah, that's it does transport is. her to her childhood. There's something about them, and they're not cookies; they're biscuits. They're biscuits, correct? I guess if you're from England, which they are. So very recently, congrats to uh, Jason Sudeikis for winning the Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Comedy Series. Uh, what do y'all think about that? That's awesome. It is. He is phenomenal in this role. He, I don't think you could have found a better actor for this. How he plays uh, this person who just gets walked over and yet he walks around like rainbows come out of his butthole. He, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. He's like his flaw. His character is like super flawed that, you know, he, his strengths are also his weaknesses. It seems. Absolutely. Yeah. Like so nice. And he's so positive. Yeah. That those are also his weakness. Like why his wife left him. Why he can't be there for his son. He wants to. Ugh, but he still talks to him every day. Right. Crazy things that he does for... Yeah. And it's one thing he just says and instills in somebody that... 
differently. I mean, what is it with shows having like tragic love stories? Because we watched two shows and both of them had a tragic love story in them. Tragic love story? Yeah, the well, the first one. Oh, because of the because oh, it was video game company. Yeah. yeah, and then this one because it was a boy. Well, I mean, Bill Lawrence show, so he's gonna bring comedy and he's gonna bring heart, which is like his four K. And it's not necessarily something you saw coming that his his personal life would be in shambles. Professional life, he's positive and upbeat, but that whatever reason his wife just couldn't work out and in the show she doesn't say it's because he's so positive all the time not why well she... I think it, it had a lot to do with what you were saying is they put their child first and they never worked on their marriage at all yeah and I think uh, that's a crap a lot of people fall into they put the kids first I mean I don't disagree that you should put the kids first but you really need to take time for your, your relationship as well why well, 100% agree you shouldn't put kids Guess what? The kids are going to leave the house eventually. Then you're stuck with someone you don't know. Or don't like. Or don't like. Or didn't spend any time growing with. Now you need to put your your spouse first, in my opinion. Kids will, uh, the kids will be actually more stable for that. Do you hear that, Shannon? You're number one. I am number one. And if you go <laughs> ask any one of my kids, they'll know it. I come first. Who does, who does dad love the most? They'll tell you. There are so many characters in Ted Lasso that you're invested in mm. that it's there's no wasted character on that screen. You see something happening in each one of their. I enjoy that. Yeah, like, there's. Sorry, I didn't no. mean to interrupt. I'm just when you think about a show, it centers around like six people, but like in Lasso, you have like a whole team that you're looking at. Ted Lasso and. Assistant coach and the like right. everybody. And some of these characters are foils for Ted, but you end up rooting for every single one of them to be happy or succeed, except save one person. Well, even in the end, they kind of make you root for him as well. I wasn't talking about him. Oh, okay. I was talking about Rupert. Oh yeah, that dick. <laughs> Such a cocksucker. Piece of oh. shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the both the shows we watched, all the characters had incredible arcs and uh there was one thing i was kind of slightly disappointed in in that um they do have kind of characteristics and arcs and personalities for the soccer players which not many of them and i think they needed to spend maybe a little bit more time on that but you know you can only fit so much in one show exactly a 30-minute i'm hoping that's going to happen in the second season but they'll They'll use those those characteristics to great effect. Mm. Like <clears throat> Isaac was the obvious pick for Roy Captain because of the way he was acting out. Yep. You know, and he they should just showed you two seconds on the screen of Roy like, hmm. Choice was made. Or how about Danny Rojas, Danny Rojas when he oh. after that loss, he just goes into Ted's office and he goes all his life and it just, he says it in a different way and it's I had like, tears coming out of my face yeah like you win some you lose some it's dumb but I think that's Bill Lawrence's masterstroke yeah 
Okay, I don't know how long we're going to talk about this next. Uh, well, we have one more, sh more, more. I have a movie I want to talk about oh. that we watched. Oh, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Uh, we watched Keanu. Oh yeah. Uh, Joe had kind of showed me a bunch of uh some YouTube stuff, and we watched Key and Peel, which I hadn't seen enough of, obviously. Um, out of all the things I showed you, which one was your favorite one? Which key and peel? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I could no sooner pick a star in the heavens. Favorite star in the heavens. Um, damn. How do you? It's impossible. Well, the one where the guy goes to buy a bed was. Oh. <laughs> oh. Who's got get doogie? Who's got to go do? Remember that when he's banging on the bed. <laughs> What was the other one where there was like a big twist at the end? The Continental? Mm, I thought there was another one. The Continental was freaking hilarious too. Coon. <laughs> oh, Germany. Oh. <laughs> I'm incontinent. <laughs> but sir. I'll have what I'm having. Don't you understand? You've always been here. Um... Yeah, there was another one. I Which, at the very beginning, I don't know if you caught it or if you thought back to it, he's staying in room 237. Which is the room in The Shining with the oh, old woman. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, so, you know, they had that twist thought out, which is nice. Yeah. So, the, yeah, that uh, they were hilarious, and uh, they made a movie with a cat, and Joe's like, well, I cannot not show this to you. It's got a cat. Yeah. It's about their love for this kitty. Yeah, Jordan's extreme love for this kitty. Yeah. That he's willing to go. They almost do like a, there's something about Mary with it where like everybody wants to protect and help the cat. Right. Even the gangster. Yeah. <laughs> what was his name, Cheddar? Yeah. Yeah, even he wanted to protect the cat. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it's just basically a really long Key and Peele sketch. I agree. For the most part, yeah. But what'd you think? I really liked it. Um, it's, it's uh, man, uh, when the cat saves them, wow, that was, uh, that's something that uh, really smart cats do. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. He's a good kitty. Mm-hmm. And I get a text from my husband saying, I'm going to buy a cat. I'm guessing you watched Keanu and decided you wanted to get a cat. I think I was just being peer pressured by Matt. Oh. Yeah, I totally. I was like, you either get a cat or. You're not cool. He yeah, said. I can't be friends with you. And I totally want to be cool. That's what all the little girls want. Oh. <laughs> mm hmm. Keanu is great. It, I couldn't remember, and I, I'm going to be completely transparent. Uh, I slept through a bunch of the movie because I didn't sleep the night before for whatever reason. At what point does the cat talk? Uh, he has like a vision or whatever when he gets he he takes the holy shit drug, and then <laughs> yeah, Keanu talks to him in the voices Keanu Reeves. Yeah, uncredited. Yeah, ah. took no money for it. The dude's a saint. After him, exactly. Really forgot you watched this movie, Matt. On to the next movie. 
Yes. Oh boy. Well, it's sad to say it like that. Is is it sad to phrase something like that? Everybody got what they wanted here. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we watched uh, the Snyder Cut of the Justice League. All four hours of it. Presented in 4-3 for whatever reason. Did I didn't notice it, though. No, it, it didn't really play. Did you notice it? Yeah. Was it bothering you the whole time? Yep. After a while, I kind of stopped noticing it. But why? Yeah. I don't. Why? Why? I can't fathom why that that was something that happened. It's said to keep in line with his original vision. Okay, but is he like? Is it because he watched Super Friends in four three when he was a kid? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Was Super Friends in four three. Super Friends was a TV show. In, what was it? Late seventies, early eighties, something like that. And it was lame. Maybe that's where he fell in love with the Justice League, and he had the idea. Makes about as much sense as some of the other choices that are made in the movie. So I was looking at IMDb because I was curious because the original Justice League has a 6.3 rating on IMDb, but the Justice League version has an 8.7. Do I have that right? You mean the Snyder Cut? Snyder Cut. I'm going back to make sure. Yeah, neither of those scores are. Oh, 8.6 score. It's score. IMDb. But I'm there are some things that I really enjoyed about the Snyder cut. I swear I'm gonna punch you. You cannot understand how close I am to Joe right now, so I can share his microphone. But my leg is hurting really bad. We're in an uncomfortable position, like the back of a Volkswagen. Oh, uh, what was I saying? Oh, but yeah, I like some things about the Snyder Cut of this movie um, that I do want to mention. Um, but I want to hear everyone else's overall thoughts. Matt, you first. Um, You know, it's hard to say going in that like, yeah, you know, I'm going to give this sh- uh, film a chance because it's, you know, to be way different and hopefully the quality will be a lot better because the original uh was the joss whedon they call it the justice league is just pure pure turd Mm. and uh i mean you can only polish something or change something so much and uh and i think maybe the i guess saddest uh, aspect of all of this is that like there was enough in the Zack Snyder cut that it could have actually made a good movie you know with a, not a whole ton of change well it's 90% uh, something like that from what I read 90% new that yeah. we've never seen before right which means we didn't only use 10% of Zack Snyder's footage I I can recall that like, there are some things as you're watching this movie, you can definitely tell you're like, oh, I remember that. But then there's a lot of it where you're like, listen, you had to think. Yeah. Well, it's all. Joss reshot all of it. So, yeah, it's in there, but it's shot completely different. It's com- it's like I watched a, a YouTube video this morning about the scene where they're surrounding the mother box and they're talking. 
Joss's version, um, it's all reshoots, so they weren't likely all in the room together because there's only ever one person at a time being filmed mm-hmm. and the camera's not moving. It's just sitting there. Whereas Zack Snyder's version, the camera is rotating around them as they talk to each other on a, at a table. And it makes it completely, completely different. The conversation's mostly the same, but it's obviously there's some differences because of all the stuff that we didn't cut out. So that every scene that you go, was that in the first one? Is is like that. Yeah, something like it was in the first one. Um, but it's completely different. Like one of the only things we didn't use that Snyder shot was the scene where they fight Superman after he comes back to life. That's completely unchanged. According to IMDb, it says, according to Zack Snyder, the film, the film contains no shots filmed by Josh Whedon whatsoever. Yeah, nothing, nothing from the Whedon cut is left. It's completely all his. So if you were like, was that in the first one? The answer is no. Except for that one scene, as far as I know. Like every single scene that has, what's his face? The bad guy? Steppenwolf is different. Because Steppenwolf was completely different. Yeah, and that I think that's what confused me the most because I was like, was he the bad guy? Like I couldn't recall who the bad guy was in the first film. Yeah, the first film I barely remembered anything. I think I tried to block it out of my head. Yeah, it was a stinker, right? It was poop. And this one is by far better, correct? Oh, yeah. Yes, I think some of the highlights of this movie include... Even though, what does that have? Seven parts? Help me remember. Yeah, seven, uh, seven plus the epilogue. So the parts allowed, if he were to really have released this originally, he could have probably released this as of two films. <coughs> Marvel did that. Um, <laughs> but it gave us backstory to Flash, Cyborg, uh, Wonder Woman. You got these individual mini stories within this movie. And how much better was the Flash in this version? Oh, a million. Like, it's not even comparable, right? He doesn't want to fight anyone in the in Joss Whedon's got. Where did he come up with that? I agree. Um, I I really wonder if the actor felt the same way. Like the actor felt like, why would I do that? Why would I be a pussy and not want to fight? And he shot it. Yeah, what was the? Was there an explanation for all that, or he just it was his character in, in Justice League? Yeah, he was. Yeah, it was just his characterization. He ne- was like, I've never actually fought anyone before. I just like push people and run away. Like he was afraid to get involved in the fight with the Parademons, which is dumb as hell. Yeah, that's not like the Flash at all. The Flash is a loudmouth, right. cocky. Yep. And didn't he? Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the Flash fight somebody in this in Suicide Squad? I don't know. Oh. Didn't he fight Captain Boomerang? He did fight. I remember him being a part of that movie. I just can't. So. You suck, Joss Whedon. But he made Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron. I like you, Joss Whedon. But now, is this, is are those movies the product of Kevin Feige? That's and what... Marvel's overall vision and their production team? Right. 
or is it Joss Whedon? Because I'm I'm I now don't think he had a vision that vision for all those. I think it's more uh, he wrote them. Marvel's production, he wrote them. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, other characters being in the original movie, like uh, the Martian Manhunter, was he in the original? He was not. I I liked, even though I was a little confused what was happening and why he was there, I think what Zack Snyder was trying to do was to do what Marvel does. You know, you add these little breadcrumbs in a movie to make the next movie willing to watch. Martian Manhunter's edition was completely unnecessary and it completely underused. He's going to show up in the middle of the movie and not be involved in the final fight. He's one of the strongest of the Justice League. Yeah, it's pretty convenient because he's like, yeah, I, I need to make a difference. Well, why weren't why weren't you there? They they needed all the they needed all hands on deck, but you were like, I'm gonna wait and talk to Batman by myself after the whole all the fighting's over. And but I think I'm kind of with Zack Snyder here. I root for the underdog. It's not going to be Superman or Batman who's going to win this fight. It's going to be the underdog. And then Zack Snyder's got, to me, the hero is the Flash. He's the one that went back. Yeah, okay, we get an actual explanation of the Speed Force in Snyder's Cut as well. And that he uses the Speed Force to go back in time a little bit. Also, it just popped into my head... What if, well, Cyborg's connected to the mother box, right? Mm-hmm. Do we know that in the original movie? That didn't happen. Okay. While Cyborg's connected to the mother box, what if Martian Manhunter shows up? Because let's say Cyborg goes crazy or something, like, and he can't handle it. Martian Manhunter has to stable his mind and then leads him to the conclusion in his little vision there that he is whole now and that he doesn't need to succumb to whatever they're tempting him with, right? And then Martian Manhunter can also join the fight. After that, well, would that been? Would do you think that would have been a better use of him? Yes and no. I think the fact that we, in his little short part, we saw that he was kind of close to a mother box to begin with. He's created from the mother box. I feel like he uh, has cyborg. Oh, I thought you were talking about. No, cyborg is part mother box. He that's where his life came from, and. Being that, he has this, like, ultimate connection to where he understands, like, you see these flashes where he goes into the world, so to speak, when he's inside the mother box. I think if they would elaborated on that a little bit more, we would have had a little bit more explanation on how he was able to pull the boxes apart. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I kind of like the fact that Martian Man is more of a teaser than a superhero at the end of this movie. But why is he in the middle of the film then? Because he's a teaser. Put him at the end as a teaser. They did. But I didn't. <laughs> but he's also in the middle. But yes. I needed that little section to understand who he was. If I'm not a person who understands the DC world, when Martian Man shows up, I would have no idea that he can. I don't know, change into other people and know them. I would have no idea what his powers are. And to this day, the only thing I know about this guy is that he can look like you or me. That's it. 
what was the purpose of that scene? There was no purpose to that scene. Other they were it, just like, oh, I saw this dude. <laughs> it just took away from the fact that Martha Kent would go visit Lois and talk to her about. Yeah. No, no, no. I think the purpose of that scene is because he was trying to set up Justice League 2, where Lois Lane is the important person in this movie. Well, they keep saying Lois Lane is the important per- person in this movie. We understand that. But why did we need to use Martian Manhunter there? It There's just the, been, narratively, yeah. it makes zero sense. Right, but that's kind of like what Marvel does for us. You're like, you didn't really quite understand why that was so important, but it comes to be important later on. Marvel would have never done something like that, ever, because they would have used Martian Manhunter in this movie. You know, one of the most powerful people in all of DC to fight the big villain, the biggest villain DC has is Darkseid. Again, I disagree. I think he... If Zack Snyder played it just right, and he originally was able to put out this movie, we would have seen a Justice League 2 because of this little tidbit of the Martian Man, and he would have played a bigger part. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's done poorly. Him being used in the center of the film, and there's this whole connection between Martha uh, Kent and Lois where she's talking about no one understands how much I miss my son like like you do. I can't even tell people how proud I am. That's so touching. It's so moving. And it's not her. You don't find that annoying at all? You think it's better that it's Martian Manhunter? Someone we don't even know if even knows Superman. Yeah. I, it gave Lois exactly what she needed to do what she needed to do. Couldn't Martha Kent just have done that? But where was Martha Kent? She had just lost her husband. She's grieving. We don't know where she is. You think she might want to go attach herself? She didn't just lose her husband either, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. She just lost her son. Her. Maybe she wanted to go, maybe would want some attachment to someone who else, somebody else who knew her son. I don't know. Either way, it was poorly done. Oh, some people like space. I disagree. What else about this movie did you like? Or did you- I didn't like most of it. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think um, I think to make this a good film, it's it's a lot of change. Come to think of it, I, I know at the beginning of the show I'd kind of said that they didn't really even have to change a lot, and this could have been a good film, but kind of have to change a lot to make it an actual good film. Um, There's a lot of neat stuff that happened. Um, the storyline was a lot better than Joss Whedon's version, but it was still kind of boop. Um, so... Yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, there's a lot not to like about it, though. Mm-hmm. It's it's way too long. There's way too much crap. It's way too long. Yeah. And so much slow motion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm the Flash, but I'm running really fast, but I'm going slow on your screen. That still is one of my favorite scenes of this movie is where they're fighting Superman when they bring him back to life and the Flash is running around him and Superman is looking at him slowly and you're like, oh crap. Oh boy. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the coolest parts of the film. Yeah, and I remember that from the first movie. Right. What about um, some inconsistencies with Wonder Woman's powers? Can she fly in this or not? Can she though? Yeah, she flies when she goes out of the bank building, whatever you call it. 
You can jump really high and really far. Is that really flying? What What do you... In Wonder Woman 84, she flies. Does she have to use every single power? I don't think they were going to make her fly. I think that's something Patty Jenkins added in 84 that wasn't around. And since they knew Snyder's Cut wasn't coming out or whatever... And Snyder himself has said that his cut isn't canon, that the DCEU canon is going is Joss Whedon's version. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Wonder Woman's story is not all that worrisome to me, like what she can do, what happens with her. To me, she's just the sex object of this film, and I'm sorry to say that. she's a. F- I think she does a phenomenal job. I love the character that they've built. It gives hope. And you enjoy seeing her as a young woman on screen. But the fact that they use her body in ways like when she jumps off something and you can see her bottom or like, you know, the way they accent her and use her as a sex symbol, they don't need to do. Yeah, it's kind of a what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a cliche thing in comic books. And it's been like that for since comics book comic books have been pretty much around. Um They've uh, they've kind of had women as sex symbols and all that jazz as 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 as. I guess probably they didn't do it toward the beginning, but yeah, after a while it was like we can sell this to teenagers and young adults, and we right. can give them boners. Boners are what it's all about, baby. Yeah. Talking about boners, let's talk about Aquaman. I feel like there's a lot changed here with him. At least I can remember from the first film. They talked underwater, and they did not talk underwater, like, through the water. They made these bubbles mm-hmm. and talked. Which they also did in this film. Right. Well, in, in the Aquaman movie and in the original Justice League, they could just talk underwater, which they never once did in this movie. And I I like that. It bothered me that they could talk underwater. I don't... seemed ridiculous. Because it's stupid. Yeah. You can't talk underwater. <laughs> And I don't know, a little bit was his father in the original. I can't recall that either. Yeah, was Willem Dafoe? I don't think Willem Dafoe was in. No, Willem Dafoe was not in there. This was supposed to be the setup for James Wan's movie, which Willem Dafoe is in. But yeah, not not in the original Justice Cut. I like his cockiness and his character, and I could never say anything wrong about him whatsoever. I think he does great too. He's like the, um, I don't know. He's like the Wolverine of this universe. Yeah, there you go. That's a great way of describing him. Except he gets to take his shirt off for all the ladies. All the time. If they're going to show uh, Wonder Woman's butt, they got to show Jason Momoa's chest. Am I right? Well, they did plenty of that. I know. It was a joke. Like every time he went into the water, we're like, how many shirts is he laying I have on shore just to be able to get out of the water and put clothes on? Can we talk about the self-indulgence a little bit here? Um, Zack Snyder is definitely overindulging himself. There is a scene where Jason Momoa strips and throws his sweater on the ground, and then we get two minutes of people singing to him. like Smelling, and, sniffing. And then the, the girl sniffs his shirt. <laughs> like, did we need that scene? No, I, di- I didn't need it. No. It's just... Remember, they... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say... I was like, why Why is this in here? And you said to me, Joe, well, to prove that they worship him. I was like, 
Right. That he's like a god to them, which is interesting, but I don't need that in a movie. Remind me to come strolling into the bedroom, Joe, and caressing you and smelling your clothes. Good, thanks. Yeah, if uh, God dropped his sweater, I'd probably sniff it because I'm a creep. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but there is something undeniably likable about a lot of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. As well. I'd yeah. say I'd say about 60% of it is extremely interesting. Yeah. If not good. But even at 60%, this movie would be bloated. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think if... It'll be over two hours. If he, as he was, you know, filming this, realized that he really needed to do a two-part movie, it's been done before. He could have done it if he would have set it up that way. Well, they want to do everything Marvel does, but they only want to make one movie for it. They don't want to break it up like the uh, Infinity War and all that. Well, how long did it take him to get to their biggest bad fights, right? 21 movies? Spent 21 movies worth of time building up characters and doing all this backstory and making you like them. And they did it in a way that that the DC movies aren't doing. They would take a movie and they would put it inside of the lens of a a genre movie that we all know and love. Like Captain America, the first Avenger is a throwback to 1950s, 1960s war movies. So we already know the formula that it's about. We know its look. We know its aesthetic. But it's telling you the story of Captain America. Winter Soldier is an old spy film like that Robert Redford would, would be in. And it's got Captain America in it. And they did this for every movie. Freaking Ant-Man's a heist movie. So on and so forth. The DC movies are just superhero movies. Like the ones that we're bored with. And they don't even... How much time do they actually spend on like the backstory? It seems like there's four minutes done... Uh, kind of developing like what the character's been through and then the rest is just pure poop. I think Man of Steel is the rock that all this is based on, right? A crappy rock. Yeah, they needed to completely entirely to have restarted this series. Or at least started with a different character altogether because I think a lot of fans feel like that's not the rock that we based on. They believe that Wonder Woman was this phenomenal movie that kind of started this whole push into the DC. Well, Wonder Woman was probably the most successful of all the movies made, but I, I got to tell you, it's not very good. It's better than 84. After the second watch, right? The first time you see this movie, you're like, holy crap, DC finally has done a movie worth watching. Yeah, but then compare that against First Avenger, and you go, oh yeah, okay, no, that's bad. Right, but you have to give DC some credit. They're trying. So I think fans are hopeful that it's just going to get better from here. Yeah, what is next for the DC I don't know that films. Uh, the Flash is still supposed to come out. Black Adam's being shot still. They're going to do Shazam 2 eventually. Hey, James Martin, Gunn's... Martin, James... Whatever. James Gunn's Suicide Squad is coming out for sure. Blah. Well, hold on. Here we have another guy from the Marvel Universe who was very successful in what he did for Marvel. Are we going to see the same thing? Are we going to see him make a poor movie because Warner Brothers doesn't know what they're doing? So are you saying it's not these directors and writers? It's the theater that's... Theater. What do you call The it? production company. Production company who's screwing them over, saying, no, I don't like that. I think that at Marvel you have Kevin Feige and it's his vision. And his vision is is based on his years working for Marvel. 
and his love for comics and his love for the characters, I think Warner Brothers is trying to make money. Okay, so in my vision, and Matt, tell me if you envision this, I see at Warner Brothers a bunch of old men sitting around a table that just, they're like Scrooge McDuck. They just just cigar-filled, smoke-filled yeah. room. But then at Marvel, I see all these young, toy-collecting, geeky nerds that are sitting around a table and then calling Kevin Smith every once in a while, trying to get some you know, inside you know, guru on what's going on in the Marvel world and how we can make this unique and different. Yeah, I I can't, I'm I'm, I'm, uh, kind of agreeing with you there. They, um, I think that's kind of the big difference is you, when you watch the Marvel universe, you watch all those films and it kind of builds and escalates. Um, It's not just that Marvel has this vision and that they do things super good and their films are awesome. It said that you, when you watch, you get the sense that they give a shit. And when you watch the DCU films, you get the sense they don't give a crap. They're just trying to give you a product. Mm-hmm. They're trying to push this product. And like, uh, would you say the difference would be something that's beautiful and handmade and has a lot of love put into it versus something that was just came off the assembly line? Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. I think it's passion. They they don't they don't give a crap about their job. They just want to make money they want to make this product well i would say that Zack snyder is passionate yeah um he and he does love comic books i mean the watchman movie whether you like it or don't like it is very much like this movie it's long it's a little too long but it is filled with such interesting things going on and interesting uh beautiful beautiful shots in some cases that you're like oh it's um if you look at the Watchmen movie and you think about some of the bullshit that's in there, like they're going to fuck to hallelujah in the owl man's or night owls flying ship or whatever for three minutes on screen with Leonard Cohen's hallelujah playing. It's so dumb. It's like, what the fuck? But then the beautiful acting and, and shooting of the very end scene with Rorschach where Dr. Manhattan kills him. Like they don't belong in the same movie. And I think that this movie is filled with shit like that. There's such beautifully shot, wonderfully acted things in this movie that don't belong in this movie. Am I, do you get what I'm saying? I never watched The Watchmen, but oh, I think it also kind of had to do with... Um, is it good? He, you know, he's given this thing that's already made and he's got to try and make something good with it. And it's just... I don't want to say it's not possible, but... It's kind of like a Herculean task where, you know, if somebody handed you a bunch of red, blue, and green Legos that don't really fit together and like, hey, build the Death Star, you know, your task is daunting. I think here's here's my thought process, and you can, this is totally conjecture. You can call me a crazy person. I think that the Watchmen meant less to Warner Brothers than does the Justice League because it is Alan Moore's one-off deal from the eighties. Right. Whereas these characters, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, they're still alive and well today. Batman is like their most, their most protected IP. Right. By far. Batman doesn't appear in shit. Right. Um, Superman's all over the fucking place. Let, you know, let Superman be Clark Kent in Smallville. Let Superman, Lois and Clark. Now they get a new Lois and Clark, Superman and Lois. That's supposedly pretty good. I'll, I'll have to watch it. They don't put Batman in shit. But anyways, I don't think they gave a fuck about Watchmen, which 
and Zack Snyder was very faithful to the comic, for better or for worse. I think that added a lot to its length. There's even a four and a half hour cut of that movie where they put in all the tales from the Black Freighter scenes that were in the comic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting as hell. Is it though? Dr. Manhattan is a character from The Watchmen, played by Billy Crudup, who also plays the Flash's dad in this movie. Okay. And uh, he's like a god, basically. He can do anything. Um, Last time, there was a Green Lantern in this movie that we never saw again either. Like the Martian Manhunter. You mean the lantern that died fighting Darkseid? Yeah, you're right. There was. But his ring left him and went where? To the next lantern. That's what it does. That that would have been a great teaser as well in the epilogue. Well, if you know anything about green lanterns, it has to go to that sector of space. So each lantern is, is like Hal Jordan's green lantern is charged with not protecting Earth. He has a whole sector of space that he has to protect. So wherever that lantern was from that just happened to be fighting, fighting Darkseid, we, are we to assume that he's protecting this sector of space, or did he come on loan? Because if he's from this sector, it just goes to the next available person in this sector, which not necessarily is Earth. As you could see, that person who was the lantern was not a human. He was some sort of alien. Just like the alien that dies and gives Hal his ring. So... Yeah, it's cool to see a lantern. And would you say when that happened? Oh, it's going to see Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, do you think... Would you call this movie bad? Yes. I don't know if i call it bad. It's not like a movie... That I never want to watch again. I probably could watch this movie and just look for those parts that I enjoy. Because there is phenomenal acting done by some of these actors and actresses that I would see again. It's not like one of those horrible movies with actors that I don't know who they are. And what is the story and why do I care? I don't know. When you make a movie based on comic book characters... People that you're invested in, I don't think I can label it as bad. I would agree with Matt that I say this 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 is bad, but I don't think it's necessarily like a bad movie. It's in the same realm as uh like the Star Wars sequels to me, in that it's just based on such flawed material that it can't be good. That doesn't mean that it's necessarily poorly made, but it's just not ever I think going to be satisfying to watch you guys agree with that yeah yeah I agree like I don't know when I think of a bad movie I think of some of the movies we watched like for this podcast now those are movies I'm never going to watch again but if you know I want to see this movie again I'd watch it again it's not saying it's in this pile of never watch I'll definitely never watch the the Joss Whedon cut ever again Oh, hell no. Yeah. Ditto. Especially given the choice that I could watch this or that, I would definitely prefer to watch this one. But am I ever going to watch this one again? Matt, are you ever going to watch this again? I would say probably not. It's it's too long. It, it, it's a little masturbatory. I'm glad I saw it. Right. 
because for whatever you do or do, like, I'd not, I have very been very vocally not a fan of Zack Snyder's versions of Superman and then Batman v Superman. You know, I don't like them. I don't think they're good. Mm-hmm. I don't, but at least he has an opinion about something, right? And he, it's like his vision. So I'm glad it, he got to whatever. This is such a rare thing for a director to be able to go back and not only just like take his cut, but actually reshoot stuff. And then they finished effects for him. They spent millions of dollars for him to be able to have this. That's kind of cool that they did that for him. Yeah. His kid only died. You know, that's why he couldn't do it. Hmm. Daughter commit suicide. I believe it was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little bit different. Well, yeah. Cause he was so busy. For the last however, anyways. To me, I told this to Matt over the week, I'm way more excited to see his next Dawn of the Dead movie. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I love that Dawn of the Dead movie he made. Zack Snyder? Yeah, the Dawn of the Dead that had Ty Burrell and all those people in it. Oh, oh yeah. I'm more excited to see that movie. For sure. Well, his new one is going to come out on Netflix and it stars Dave Bautista. That sounds dope as shit. So I'm I'm on... Drax the Destroyer. So, that's our take on Justice League, guys. Uh, we Tell all, us what we missed. We all pretty much say, don't don't waste your time. I don't yeah. know. If you're going to watch a Justice League, watch the Sn- Snyder, Zach, Snyder, Zach Snyder version, uh, personally, over the original. If you had to choose one, I would choose this one. I would say watch the animated DCU movie called Justice League War where it's the first time they're all coming together, um, that's way better. And there's some really fun shit between Green Lantern and Batman that makes me laugh. Funny. So, okay. watch that instead. Sounds good. Nothing else to say? No, I have nothing else to say about that. <laughs> oh, boy. Matt, anything else, buddy? No, I think we've we've covered all our uh, got everything covered. All our horses have been what? <laughs> Not a phrase I'm familiar with, but thank you so much for being with us, guys. Thank you, Matt, for coming to visit. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I kind of feel bad I made you watch the Justice League now, though. <laughs> <laughs> we needed it after our day in the sun where we got burnt because there was. Yeah, it's all right. It's only four hours of my life. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, not that long. It's amazing how strong that song was. Amazing how strong that song Music was. Music is powerful, man. Uh, yeah, guys. Thank brains. you so much for listening. We'll be back next week to talk to you about some more bullshit we've been watching. All right. Going. Um, and sorry, uh, A.A. Ron and Angela couldn't be with us, but they're not as special as Matt, so <laughs> sorry. Uh, damn. It's like that. It's like that. We'll talk to y'all later. As always, I'm Joe. I'm Shannon. I'm Matt. Ooh, sexy. Also, bye. bye.